welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 66 for Saturday, February 22nd. I'm Alex Huey here today with Ray Estrada and Alex Rudy. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. That's all right. Hi, right. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy. Is, that, yeah. is episode 66 like a bad... Is that like a bad omen? Does that mean things it's are going to go terrible? It's too close to a number I won't speak of. What? Okay. Um. <laughs> That's a good start. I like it. Get, getting your mind in the gutter. Hey, it's spring training for us. No, it's... no, no. That that episode's gonna be fun. What are you talking about? What are you What are, what are you talking Rudy, about? Rudy knows. I, I got what Rudy was saying, but I'm not talking about that number. That's All right. Well, good. in any case, um, it is the first full day of spring training games. I think there was one game yesterday, but this is this is the real day. Yes. So. Now people who have been complaining that there's no baseball to watch will will not watch spring training games now, is, is basically what goes on. Um, and if, for anybody who knows me or like knows anything about how I see spring training, my favorite thing every year is seeing all the names of the scrub players with just the most ridiculous, absurd names in box scores playing in spring training games every day. It's my it's my favorite thing. Um, and there's this year is not disappointed so far in just one day of like looking through box scores and things like that. <laughs> so um, we'll start off just by talking about some of these incredible baseball names that this is their only time to shine, right? Unless yeah. they unless they happen to just break out in the big league at some point and just tear tear it up. Um, you know, this is the only time that we're going to get to talk about them. So uh, we're gonna start with that. We're gonna take some time to give Rob Manfred the uh, the hatred he deserves from from our end, um, and we won't. We'll try not to be redundant with it because you, you know I, I think everybody should be aware of why Rob Manfred is terrible for baseball at this point. Um, but you know I feel like we have to touch on it, and then also we're gonna t- um, speak. This is just talking about yeah. like the worst of the worst in this. In this podcast, because Except we're gonna the names. the names are the best of the best. Everything else, though, Manfred's terrible. The MLB Network Top 100 rankings. Um, MLB Network does a list of the top 100 players right now in baseball, and it's pretty terrible. So we're just gonna give that a quick look and talk about why it's so obviously horrible. Um, yeah, what's what's up, Rudy? How how is your uh, your spring training excitement right now. What level are you at? On a scale of lava hot to dry ice cold, I would say it's like a glass of milk that you left out for a couple of hours and forgot about. And now it's like quite lukewarm, but still very drinkable. But it's a little, it's like you better drink it now or it's going to definitely go bad. Have you done that before? (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like you're speaking from experience. It felt very accurate in this situation. I'm also going to start using that scale now. Lava hot to dry as cold and then just use the temperature of drinks and how long they've been sitting out as the uh, scales in between. It's like more of like a cycle, honestly, because I feel like dry ice is arguably hot in the way it feels almost because it's so cold. So I feel like it, it works It works well. It's like a, it's like a mutually uh, like self-replicating system. Yeah. 
Wait, okay, wait, just forget about baseball for a sec, because this is more, this is more interesting to me. The, the milk thing, though. You, you said yeah. that it's like a glass of milk that you've left out for a couple hours, but, and, then you, and then you went to say that it, it still should be good to drink, but it's a little warm. Like, what, what possesses you to even, like, hypothetically think of that being, like, if I just find, if I just find a glass of milk that I had left out for hours, I would not be like, oh, yeah, I poured some milk. I guess it's still good to drink. Like, this this seems a little too too specific to like not have happened to you before. I just never treated mine as as you both know. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's what I bring to the table. So to to put it in a in a way that's understandable, you don't really care much about spring training, which is it's just fine. You know, it's the the players don't even care that much about spring training. So. You know why should we? I need to get to at least them? March. That's like, right. It's yeah. not, it isn't even March. It feels like March. Um, yeah, spring training games are fun to go to. I think it's like it's a good experience at the at the games themselves. You know, it's kind of just I casual. Mean, baseball games are fun. It's ca- it's like casual baseball, but you're like watching the best quality baseball. Still, it's it, you get the best of both. Um, but yes, so the names. Let's let's get into a few of these, shall we? Um, I guess we should start with what's probably the early front runner, um, who's a Giants pitcher who pitched today, named Trey McNutt. With two nice. T's. With two T's. That's a very important distinction, right? So he did not pitch to Buster Posey today, so there was no Buster McNutt combo um, in the battery today. But hopefully, we'll see it in spring training. Um, that's not that's not mine. I, I read that on Twitter, Reddit, or somewhere. But I told you, what? Oh, the Buster thing. Never the Buster mind. McNutt. I, you, I was like, I was like, I told you about Trey McNutt. <laughs> no, I mean everybody should know about Trey McNutt if they don't know yeah. about Trey McNutt. Trey's a journeyman. The the traveling nut. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, but there there's a, there's so much more. That's that's gonna be the one that's getting all the headlines. Um, but we're here to go a little bit deeper. Um, the way that I do that, I just, I just go through box scores and find names because they're so long and like there's multiple pinch hitters in like every single lineup spot and you know like 15 pitchers used for each side seemingly so um, yeah have you had a chance to look through Rudy are there any that that stand out to you I, I figure we can just kind of I did take a look around here I was I I'm afraid of pronunciation so I kind oh, of oh this is gonna be the best I oh, can't yeah. wait didn't. No, I kind of quit because I didn't. I didn't want to insult. No, you any. have to now. You have to try. All right, I need to go back. So you might fault <laughs> some way. Might not be the most like opportune. I don't really remember what team it was, honestly. So I, I would just move on. Okay. Well, okay. Ray, well, you you had one. I have one. Uh, a Tampa Bay Rays prospect named Miles Mastroboni. See, that's just a, that's just an all around. A grade comedy name like his his childhood was probably filled with horrendous ridicule by, <laughs> by you know terrible children and peers but you know at the end of the day you're good enough to play um, at least major league spring training baseball and look who's laughing now anybody who ever laughed laughed at Master Boney is that how did I say it right Ma- Master Boney yeah Master Boney Master Boney there's a guy on the Mets named John Shui Fargus. 
Shui, 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 um, that, that is a good one. Wow. I, I'm a fan of that one. Um, one that I noticed earlier was a Tigers player, I believe. Yeah, so this is a an outfielder for the Tigers who pinch hit. His name is Brock Death Deathridge. That that's the only way that I can I can think to pronounce that. Death Deathridge is maybe more likely, but Brock Deathridge has to be like the coolest name. Yeah, Deathridge is definitely how it's pronounced, but yeah, Deathridge is fun. His full his full name is Andrew Brockington Deathridge. <laughs> that is so sick. <laughs> this guy has the best name. It's intimidating. He sounds like a cartoon villain. But like, yeah, kind of. Brockington Deathridge. Yeah, that I think that one might be like the most badass name. Maybe maybe not the best name, but you know, like I said, there's gonna be there's gonna be so many chances to to look for more names that'll that'll enter the running as as time goes on, and you know we'll we'll check in, try to share some of the the better ones that we see along the way. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- those are a couple of our of our early favorites. Did you ha- did you find any more, Rudy, or is is John like uh kind of like like eastern european sounding names a lot of like z's and y's that i've been noticing that yeah just the consonant vowel combination is just which is like weird because since when has baseball been like a a big with the eastern european crowd it's definitely not, not right so it's just the assimilation of american culture i suppose chalk it up to that Give it a positive spin. Have Manfred take that out of the bank. All right. Well, well, as of right now, I think I think Death Rage is the best is the best name that I've seen. But you know, we'll we'll check in as we go forward. Um, let's talk about Rob Manfred and just quickly touch on how terrible he is. Um, Trevor Bauer has probably summarized the outrage from at least the players' perspective better than than anybody else who's who's attempted it and with a lot more passion so that's always really cool to see when when players are not afraid to speak their minds and go off um you know sometimes it's really it's really bad when (laughs) when players you know have no fear about what they're saying because sometimes they say some really terrible things but this this one seems very reasonable um you know he's a pretty smart guy He's a UCLA. He's a UCLA guy. Mm-hmm. They don't let a whole lot of dumb people in there. No. So, um, yeah, like that's essentially just how Manfred is killing the game. Well, that could mean that could mean a lot of things. Yeah, that could mean, I mean either either thing, but killing it in a bad way by just like really hindering the the way that baseball media can be consumed, like the kinds of access that people have yeah. to actually I mean, watch and, games. and this is separate from the the cheating stuff 
that has really highlighted how bad of a commissioner. Oh he yeah, is. that so that that is separate. I think this this thing has not. This is not a new. Thing. No, it's no, it's not new. But just I think the outrage of the Astros scandal has been a good good it's excuse. Been a spotlight on it's exactly been a good excuse. Yeah, has been. it's been a good excuse to like bring up all the other problems that Manfred has been demonstrating in his time as commissioner. So, I mean, like, which I mean, we can. There's so I mean, many we'll, problems to talk about. Should we, should let, we pick let's, one? let's start with the, with the media content? Okay, we can do that, and then we can talk about the the more recent stuff with the cheating. Sure. So, I mean, the the most obvious problem anyway is that if you want to talk about your own the game, which he is stressed, he wants to do. Yeah. So, with the way that um, TV deals work with teams, um, you know, that's that's a huge source. That's probably like the biggest. It's it, yeah. It's, no, the, it, it's almost it's the source, the source of, of, for, of team revenue for these teams. Um, in the exclusive TV deals in their in their local broadcasts. So MLB TV, which, you know, offers all access in quotes except for for local for local team games. access. Which yeah. has, you know, one of the most absurd like blackout The the the, the blackout rules are stupid. It's, I think if you live yeah. in Iowa you can't watch like five teams. Yeah. I was talking to well our, a friend of ours who plays on our team from Hawaii said that in Hawaii all the West Coast like all the California teams are blacked out. Jeez. Which is absurd. Yeah. So Rudy, did you have anything to add or like any clarifications on on this whole side of like what Manfred's doing? Because you probably have hey, a decent... you... I don't think I've heard this, so can you clarify it to me one more time? Just so, just yeah. about how MLB T V blackouts limit fans from watching like their yeah local I know that. like what is like a, what's like like in terms of like like that shouldn't I mean every sport does that are you saying like is there I'm 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 sorry if I missed it but like is there a different development on that that isn't well I think basically what it will be is well, done is so there's so there's local blackouts like when I'm back home in LA I don't have yeah, I know he, he, under, he yeah. understands it he's, he's no has, it's not but it's more than just like local local is there like a policy change that I missed like, no, it's the fact that the the, the that markets is. that they determine that teams cover, they yeah. cover every portion of America. Yeah. We're more so just giving the context of the outrage. We're not like yeah. discussing like why yet why it's bad or like why Manfred well, is. Well, I know, I know, I know, but I'm getting get, the, 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 the other big thing with media content to shift away is just, you know online highlights. MLB, if you're trying to post, you know, highlight packages of, like, you know, recent games and like that, they're going to, they they go after those and copyright strike them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest. That's that's the big thing, because that's where. Rudy, you said you said all sports, you know, rely on these these sorts of local TV deals as, you know, big. You know, like, the blackouts, like, are on, like, every. Yeah. Like, NFL does it probably even worse, considering there's way less home games, and they still do the blackout policy. But yeah, like I don't know if I personally agree with it. It's probably kind of outdated for like the modern way sports is consumed. But I think if you're talking about like a to me, like I think a way not to go on like a different rant, but like the way the 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 way the Dodgers broadcast is segregated to like a very specific cable provider, I think that's a way more egregious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, fans yeah. than any black. I mean, blackouts aren't great, but I mean, at the end of the day, like it's like. The MLB has two big of stadiums, 
and they want to fill them and like that's like how that's like a, a sad like an unfortunate incentive like i don't like it probably doesn't really actually work or I, sure. I think the biggest grievance with the blackout stuff is the people who are not close to those markets who are determined to be in those markets like hawaii i mean it's it's like a it's like a seppuku kamikaze yeah. move, like not to appropriate japanese culture for the, but like it's like oh like i just be, it's like the kind of like thing where it's like oh if i can't have my cake like you can't have it either like it's i but i feel like that's not to like start a larger discussion i feel like it's so there's so many other things the mlb needs to fix before i mean the nba i'm pretty sure does that too um yeah and i you know i i think before we get deeper into it we've we've kind of raised more more of the issues surrounding this than really address any one <laughs> area of it so just you know in, in i think part of the outrage specific to baseball let's say because you know we've agreed that it's not something that's unique to baseball is the fact that the la market for the dodgers which is one of the biggest markets in sports and media anywhere second is, biggest fine like they're yeah the the tv deal that they have with them doesn't give access to dodgers games for i think it's like over 50 percent of of most of LA, yeah. Of re- LA residents, right? So like, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's home, one thing to have LA, to have TV deals, but it's they're like it's an, it's not a good TV deal no. from a from an access standpoint, and that's and the Cubs just did Cubs just did the same thing this yeah. year. The frustration is is, is you know it's been building for a long time in that front, and then what compiles that is that even in the more modern way that people consume media or sports and highlights whether that be through social media just like going through instagram feeds and um you know highlight videos on youtube uh mlb seems to do a lot more thorough job in ensuring that like people can't share that yeah that media which is like why i don't you know i understand that there's a lot of like legal precedent to it but just from from a marketing perspective, it's like it's bad. It seems really short sighted. And you and see how much the NBA so has limiting. embraced um, that that kind of their, stuff. Their digital, yeah, their digital yeah. media content, you know, beyond because it's promoting just the, the game, game without is, you investing any money in it. Yeah. Um, so those are just a couple of the things related to the, the the media side of it that that are frustrating and upsetting. And we're not here to really like. Be like, look, man, for this is what you need to do, and we'll solve your problems, and it's all your fault because you're the commissioner. But you are the commissioner, and there has been no efforts made to, yeah, to improve anything. So, I mean, you want to talk about something that's even crazier on that whole part? I just want to add one more tangent. Yeah, I, it, with like through like Bam Tech, they literally revolutionized mm-hmm. sports streaming, right? And had unbelievably valuable proprietary con- like um, propri- proprietary service and technology they created that was probably the most advanced in the world and they basically just sold it to disney which like i think that level of ambition is very is like one microcosm of manfred's entire regime where it's all about the bottom line i think it sums it up perfectly like just the the not that like they i'm not like maybe like the mlb is the like you know honestly a company like disney is way more positioned to take best advantage of bam tech than mlb but just in general that type of ambition I feel like just sums it all up really well, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the decisions that Manfred's made, money is a huge motivating factor. Well, I mean, it is, and that's that's where a lot of the criticism stems is that 
you know, a lot of the complaints you hear is like, we have a guy who hates baseball as the commissioner of baseball. Like he, it seems like he really just doesn't care about the, the cultural impact of what he's doing yeah necessarily which seems real it's just so confusing to me he's like a class like okay boomer guy i'm sorry i got not to like be like very basic but like that's like how i see it like he i just i just like he's completely out of touch yeah but then but at the the same time in a different way because he implements he tries to implement so many so many measures and things like guy like goodell goodell is like beyond despise like even more probably than manfred if not comparably however mm-hmm. well like we can goodell is like negotiating with the nfl players union right now which is to um add, add a game to the season i think um there and was like some other add what they, they're expanding their, they want to expand their playoffs by a team as well yeah that's what it was so like well the playoff thing and we can have a different debate about that i actually agree with manfred i think that's, I think that's really smart but like, if you, like, I, I think you look at a guy like Goodell and as much as, like, his true genius is that as much as he hated, as he's hated by the quote-unquote woke fan, like, he still knows the perfect, like, what's important to, like, the, the fan that actually drives the league's revenue. And really, that's, like, what they pretend to be focused on, even though it's really just about the owner's bottom line. Because Roger Goodell is a, is a, has a public relations background, so he knows how yeah. to work that. That's, and, that's a take. And Rob Manfred was is a labor lawyer background, so he he's more sure. of a behind the scenes guy. But when it comes to um, dealing with you know a, a league publicly, he's not very good at it. As I think been... Busey is the real comparison for him. Or is that that's his name, right? The hockey Gary Bettman. That's what it is. Yeah, sorry, that wasn't close. But he like <laughs> the, he's the comparison for Manfred in terms of like truly uh, someone who. The only thing that they care about is what the owners want, and they're not going to pretend anything different. Even like, I guess he is pretending. You know what I'm saying? But oh, he's doing I, a terrible job of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, pretending. I guess. Let me put you. Let me ask this. Do you think anyone who really care? Do you think the average person that like actually cares what he's saying, like, takes anything he says as like in a positive way? Like, no. So then, like, it's it's all just a sham to. Put, like to, just to cover the owner's asses. I guess that's how I'm interpreting. Tell I mean, me. That's why none of the owners are coming out against what yeah. he's what he's saying. Like you know, you have a bunch of other people talking about the actual stuff, but the owners aren't aren't coming out and bashing him for how he's handled it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it's it's all it's all optics for for him right now, and he's in and he's such doing a bad job he's with in optics. Such hot water, and somehow he's managing to dig. The holies in even deeper. Yeah. It's 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 almost impressive to to like well, realize how much hatred he's he's garnered. Anything that he tries to do to either deflect or like address the media and address you know the people who are outraged, everything seems to make it worse. And like, I mean, rightfully so. Whole <laughs> yeah. series trophy being a hunk of metal. I mean, that's just that seems purposeful almost right like that seems yeah yeah part of as being an accident it's beyond dumb it's like beyond. that doesn't seem possible that you can make that like i i think he's can't be i mean there's no way he's an idiot because i wouldn't be like like literally but stupid is is all is like the, i think at the end of the day it's kind of like a guy who was probably just promoted higher than his ability you know and this probably. is like a yeah that's what this, it seems like maybe 
you know, see, like, the MLB has definitely faced some major, like, major, major areas of strife and change that are difficult to navigate. Obviously, C-League went through, like, the steroid stuff, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue they didn't even handle that well, I would, I think, I feel like. And no, then... C-League had his no. issues with that, but... Yeah, and then, and Manfred is in this horrible position where he, I don't think he's just good enough for, you really need a truly dynamic guy. I mean, you go look at, not, we will, like, Silver's obviously the best case, but the NBA ratings are so are super down this year, and yet, you would only consider him a great, like, um, a, a, a great commissioner, because he adds, he's done all these other positive. Manfred, like, give me, like, has he done anything that is in any way benefited the league? Took away the intentional walk. No, okay, so that's the thing. So, like, he's made a lot of changes, which is really, like, like, what are you, It's he's making changes without having a problem that he's necessarily trying to solve. Yeah, and, He and says the problem that he's trying to solve is pace of play, but that's, like, really vague and also, like... Pace of play has gotten slightly worse since he's been... Or see, has, I, has, see, has, I don't know, I don't know if that's true or, like, if any... It, it, it's fluxed at the very least. It, the, the, it hasn't the gone whole down point, significantly. The whole point is that, like, it seems frivolous. Like, like I don't know what he's trying to accomplish even with the changes that he does make. Like, even... Because what he says obviously can't be taken at face value, and even if you were to take it at face value, you're like, okay, but how does this solve? Like, he, uh, there's... The thought process is so... so sideways in, in how he approaches these things. And then, like, you know, the, the, the new playoff scheme is very just the timing of all of it just seems so it's like such a deflection tactic yeah. away from all the astro stuff and you know we can talk about that more later like in, in it, i mean have we talked about it on the podcast no yet? we haven't when we podcasted last we you know caught up on the cheating stuff but manfred had not said anything yet i guess we can you know maybe we can adjust that way just because i think we we are at a point where we can wrap up just like the manfred trash talking but the essentially is that he's almost in an impressive way seemed to like make his own situation worse like yeah he, he, con- he constantly creates new problems without solving yeah. the existing ones so not yeah. a good thing for a lot, any, a lot of things that fans job. are complaining about he is not addressing yeah and he's addressing things that he says are problems that are not you know you know then he's like okay yeah sure that might fix things but like there's so many other things you should be doing. Yeah, and I, I, I'll, I'll acknowledge that it's not an either-or thing. It's like, you know, the same for any, you know, government. If it's like, you should be doing this. And it's like, well, there's different people working on different... Like, people are working on all these things is 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 essentially what I mean. It's like, like you shouldn't be working on this. You should be working on this. Like, well, that's not a very good argument to make. But anyway, that's I think that's a good place to wrap up on like the manfred hate um but i do For think now. because we because i realize we haven't talked about the the postseason expansion proposal thing and i you know even more interesting is just from like a conversational standpoint is the gimmick that was added to it yeah. about teams potentially picking their opponents which i personally think is fun you know you can quibble about the exact format that he has proposed with um, expanding the number of teams in the playoffs and like how all that's done, but just that concept is is new, and that's that's the most 
interesting thing. Like there's there's other leagues with more teams in the playoffs, and you can look at them and and make inferences from that. But this is this is the new thing that like this is what Manfred wants us to be talking about. So <laughs> we might as well might as well fall into his trap and at least briefly touch on that. Because um, I know I, I think we might be too. 2v1 on this opinion against you, Ray, in this case. Is, uh, unless that's changed for you, Rudy. Fair. I feel like me and Ray, and not as much as me and Farbo, but me and Ray, I feel like often come to a general agreement in our discussions. But with the... So specifically with playoff teams potentially being able to pick their opponent in the early round, like, where do you stand on that? Like, yay or nay? Which, who is that? You, Rudy. I am, I am pro it. Yeah, so you're you're forward in this case. So that's why hard no. Yeah. Well, let's hear let's hear your side first. Just mine. Yeah. Okay. No other professional sport, college division one sport, picks their playoff opponents. Yeah, we. I just said that. Nobody else does that. That's why it's interesting. So, but so, uh, it's (laughs) you're turning it into a, a circus for the sake of. Make sure it's a televised event. It is. So, so they're really just doing this to have an extra, you know, hour on MLB Network or ESPN, where Brian Cashman says, "Oh, I want to play the Red Sox," and then everybody freaks out. To to me, that it's just I don't know. It's your argument is that nobody else does it because I that to me that's not what that's not what sports is. You don't pick your opponents. You what what is sports? <laughs> like I, I, that's a very existential question right there it is. but like that's, that's that's not the point like that's not that wasn't what i was getting at with that i just mean like but 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 to me i mean it, it that's not what sports is currently this whole, correct. This whole new playoff <laughs> I, I i don't like it. it it's too much of a gimmick for me it just rubs you the wrong I know, way i know you can say that the wildcard game is a gimmick but you know i mean that's that's just two teams playing one game Say what you will about that, but picking your opponents to me, I don't know. It 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 kind it kind of devalues standings, in my opinion. Why? I, I, well, I just, because I need I need like just like a statement or like a. Path so if the Dodgers had a choice to choose their opponent this year, but I guess hypothetically they would have had a buy. Do you think they would have chosen the Nationals? Probably not. But they had well, played, they had to play choos- Nationals. Choosing and they between lost. choosing between the Nationals and who? Um, let's see, Milwaukee, and then who would have been the third walker? But, but the thing is, you can't just avoid teams that you don't want to play. I know you'll have to possibly play them eventually, but, yeah. but to me, to me, yeah. it's it just, I, I hate the concept. It's too okay. gimmicky. Okay. I mean, I like gimmicks in general, so maybe that's I don't like gimmicks like... when it comes to playoffs. I don't like gimmicks, like, at all. And I'm ever don't don't ever have any gimmicks. Do you think I, I will disagree with me? You guys both know me pretty well. Do you consider me someone who's like, wow, like I like as a pro gimmick person? I feel like that is pretty counter against my general stance on stuff. But I really think that one, I think like it adds to me how I really cut it is that it makes the regular season much more important. And I think baseball's biggest issue as an entertainment property is that. The regular season is way too long. There's, people just don't have the... There's just way too many other entertainment options and people's um, interest. We can we can also rehash this for a thousandth, thousandth time. We, we all know what I'm going to say. But So I think this gives 
an incentive to increase engagement during the regular season because more teams make the playoffs in this case and there's a real reward like a real tangible reward more than ever before for doing the best and i think i mean i don't think that's any more gimmicky than when the all-star game determined who had home field advantage in the world series oh, that i thought was that was stupid i thought that was pretty absurd quite the and, gimmick like but i think this is a better version of that i mean I don't see what the MLB loses also. Like, I don't see how any way, you know, the one thing that people often say about shortening seasons in sports, the NBA, NBA too, is they get messed up the stats, um, which the MLB would be like an issue, of course, because all counting stats generally, um, or a lot of it, um, which is fine. But this doesn't have that issue. I think the only real downside is maybe the extra games could be like a fatigue and scheduling issue in terms of, um, just adding more wear and tear. I don't know if it really makes a difference at that point. And then also just like, um, like the the weather. If this playoffs really extend too long, but they kind of. I feel like they start the season like a week old earlier every year somehow. Yep, they do. Uh, yeah. This is the new earliest yeah. opening day. So, yeah. uh, I I I think it's great. Honestly, I think it's his only good idea at all. I think all, <laughs> all the whole timing stuff. I think is irrelevant. I don't think there are so such small effects that they don't add up to enough. I think this is a real a real entertainment difference maker. I, I think it would engage me for sure. I think it would be really fun. And I, if it doesn't work, they could always go back without really losing much, I feel like. Yeah. It's already – my last thing, with the current wildcard format, there already is like a decent amount of kind of weird chance. And the five-game five series is, I also think, can come down the chance for a decent amount. I don't think it drastically ups those odds. And also, um, just lastly – I do think I think we had this discussion off off line once how like I, I do think it makes it really inexcusable for for like a lot of teams to to tank. I know you guys could just say like well the teams that are bad are just gonna be bad regardless. But like if you're like the the pirates and you've been like I think about like they had like that stretch for like five years where they're like on the playoff periphery I feel like every year and then they just kind of decide like low-key to trade away their best players as they became up for free agents like that's all like at the very least it's going to add just more pressure for those teams not to do that it might not really make any difference but I'm always pro anything that like it basically like shits on those franchises more for not spending money yeah so there's there's a few things that I want to touch on just to respond to what you said um, first of all, I, I do want to acknowledge that yes, I think in general, you are perceived as as a as a curmudgeon in both sports I, and in real life aspects. Not so not a gimmick I, person. Got it. Um, secondly, just with I guess with what you most recently touched on with like a like the competitive uh, incentive to it, I don't know that like adding more teams is necessarily going to do that because you already have a case with teams like the Red Sox and the Indians who who it, it's not enough incentive like if they believe that they can make the playoffs with without spending more money or you know investing in building like the best team possible. So you know I think there's give but and to take be there. Fair, to there's, be fair, I agree with you. That's why I tried to like really limit that like I tried to go like already say like it might not have any actual effect but a, those like the Red Sox especially got absolutely destroyed publicly for that, which I think is a is like if it just creates more of that, like that's better than nothing. Is yeah, what I'm saying. yeah. Keep keep destroying yeah. them publicly. But also, I don't think the Red Sox care. 
No, yeah, they no. don't. But the, so part of that is because like we can't actually like measure these effects. That's that's why I mostly just wanted to talk about the picking your own team thing, not so much like the the number of teams in the playoffs because um, that get, that just gets into like way too. I don't know. A- analytical is probably not the right word to use, but it, it's a different discussion than like than what we're talking about with um, the choosing your opponent, which is like totally separate than like the number of teams that are in there. Um, and I, I I do agree with what you said that it's a gimmick that doesn't like that doesn't have any bearing on competitive balance like like you said and like mm-hmm. and like you say because so much of it is up to chance like oh the Dodgers wouldn't have picked the Nationals like maybe they would have like I don't you know you don't, you don't know exactly like, any but... anything can happen in any case but the one part of the competitive balance that does change for the better is that the teams that do better throughout the regular season right they actually have another incentive to try to be the best team not just in their division like you know i i have very i I have very interesting ideas about the concept of divisions in general that i won't get into but just you know trying to be the best team in whatever in in any regard adds more incentive right like there's another tier up it's not like oh we're already a hundred win team like we don't have to try to to be better like this gives you that that other incentive like oh we can pick our opponent oh that makes things a little more interesting right so and the one other thing that I will say, um, and this is kind of generally how I feel about like any argument, is that like one, nobody else does it is not a good argument to to be made for for something like that. I think the why has to come out of it for for it to really be for for my mind to really be swayed one way or another. Um, the the positives that I do see are the added drama, which I don't really touched on. I just it, drama it's for certain, me. It certainly adds drama. No, um, it does. It, it's not for you. It, it's not okay. for okay. It's not for you specifically. It's for, like, you know, you, you can say it's a gimmick, it's fanfare. That's that's what professional sports... I think there's better ways to do is. gimmicks and fanfare that, that doesn't make me hate it. We watch the playoffs because there's drama... There's, there's, the stakes are so high for like for your team personally, like for for fandom's sake, right? Yeah. Like that's that's why it's it's so much different than the gravity of it is so different than anything that you experience in the regular season, right? So if anything, it'll just add a little more. It's not gonna detract like you know, from your from your experience of watching the playoffs. But then if you get that little bit like, oh, like think of it over the span of multiple years, like, oh, last year, like the Dodgers like picked this team and they and they lost like like let's see if they pick a man. Like like they don't want any of this. Then you know no. there's a lot of there's a lot of like rival culture that at least the potential for it that comes from it, which is something that like doesn't really exist. Like rivalries are kind of dead in baseball. So that's no, I don't like it. Well, yeah. To, to to counter the point, the idea of having you know rivalries with playoffs and stuff. The the way the NHL structures their playoffs is kind of dumb. So they have the top three in each division. There's two divisions per conference. And then two Walker teams uh, out of that conference for their eight teams, and then you play within your division. I know you don't like divisions, so this is this kind of plays into to your thing on it's that. It's fine. That's but like it, it, they're, they're, they want like you know rivalries in the postseason, but like it it ends up with just some like with some just really not good results. Like, okay, I I agree. The playoffs are still going to be exciting, but. To, to me, the manipulation of the playoffs like this just doesn't work for me. I, I'm not going to tune into that choose thing. I don't care. Oh, okay. I mean, is it going to be like an NBA All-Star Game like draft thing? I, I don't know. Like, 
Yeah, it might be, I mean, it might that, no, it's going to be a televised event. Oh, that's cool. that's cool. I like it. Um, whatever. It, you know, it, it's it's for some people. It's it's not for others. But for me, I don't see the downsides. That's that's it. So, um, yeah. I don't I don't think there's enough gain to justify this change. But there's no sound. There's like I just don't. It's fine. It's fine. We're uh, we've we've made our, our positions clear on it. I don't think we're being swayed one way or the other anymore through this debate. So, um, unless you had any like. Final, final thoughts, Rudy. We get to move. I just think fine. I just, I just don't think we're the target. Like, I mean, actually, I the three of us. I'm the person that's is probably the most geared towards. Like, you, you guys like, watches the least baseball. Yeah, the course I of think the you guys are gonna watch the games regardless. Maybe like you just can disagree with me, but I think generally speaking, like you're gonna watch a lot of playoff games no matter what, or even go to playoff. But games. are you? But are you gonna watch this? Are you gonna watch more I games might, in the season because I, of this? I, yeah, like I might as like a. Like as a young adult, like working, like come home and just throw on like a elimination baseball game for a little for a couple hours and just you know see what happens, like or go to the bar and, and watch it. Like whereas you know I don't think I would be as inclined to watch like a game one of like the Dodgers versus you realize the the wild card. Yeah, they're, they're two. They're three game series. They're not. They're not three wild yeah, card games. I think this That's is getting great. a little. Means way more than like than a five game series. Way more drama. I think that's a totally different argument yeah. than the choosing your own team thing. So I'm gonna like kind of not. Are you talking like, about like just the special? The special is irrelevant. No, I I'm, that... I'm mostly talking about the the ability to pick your opponent. Not nothing about the the number of teams that are participating. I, or I could. The, the I really. Could, I actually. I think that's amazing. I think every sport should do that. I think that's so like back to like like schoolyard like. <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think sports has gone away from like stuff like that too yeah, much. Also, I like will say, though? I will say. Also, you say it, it's never been like that, and like whatever. But like fighting, that kind of is like how it works. You kind so of pick your. We, do we you want MLB to be opponents. UFC now? No, but like it's incredibly popular, and like the drama that that is generated from it is like legitimate hype surrounding the event, right? Like leading up to there. There is yeah, anticipation that's funny, because that's not, of the, that's not that's not you know it's a sport. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not saying it's I'm not just, a sport. I'm just countering your. I'm nobody not else. saying it's not a sport. I'm just, I'm just countering your. Nobody else does it. With I'm talking yeah, about they do it. Like, <laughs> so well, there you go. I'm I wasn't really including fighting sports in that. Oh yeah, I'm talking about sports with playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm I'm I, countered, I was just countering this. that one point. It's fine. Uh, either way, um, you know. It, it is what it is. It It's not going to be a thing for at least a couple years. We'll have plenty of more opportunities to yell at each other about it. So um, that is fine. Um, that's good, though. I, we spent a little bit more time on this than maybe we anticipated. So for the MLB Network Top 100 thing, we don't have to, like, we're not going to, we weren't ever going to go through the whole list very, you know, very closely anyway. But it is pretty absurdly inconsistent and very seemingly generated by either a computer or an intern without much knowledge of baseball beyond the list of names that they were given. So um, let's, if you guys have the list open, can you just like pick out like one player who you think is just like, you know, way overrated and one player who's way underrated or not rated at all. So um, Ray, if you have that ready, like who's a player on here that's like way Overrated. <laughs> overrated. <Sorry>. If I, <laughs> overrated. If I had to pick one guy who's who's like 
kind of majorly overrated. I would say Fernando Tatis Jr. I mean, he's he was a very good player when he was healthy last year. But, I mean, he only played, you know, half a season, and he's ranked 32. Uh, he's ranked 32nd best player, one behind Gleyber Torres. Um, and, I mean, to, to me, he, I think he has the potential to be, you know, a top 35, top 40 player, but he's, he's not above a, a lot of these a lot of these other names. He's, he's not better than, than Devers, uh, better than, uh, let's see, who else is here? You know, like an Ozzy Albies type player. Um, in, in terms of in terms of his track record, I mean, I, I think talent wise, he yeah. is. But I think I, the I right think, now stipulation is so difficult because, like, and they're so inconsistent with that in applying. Yeah, in applying uh, oh, these yeah, th- that's part of the inconsistency. But is it like, do you see it as if you could just take any of these players and plug them in on your team to make the best team possible right now? Like, who would you take? Like, you know, that's I think that's what it is because yeah. like you're not going solely off of track record. You're going off like how they are right now. Like Clayton Kershaw, right now, he's what he's sixty one. So yeah, but the stats, you know, you if you're looking at the past like three four year stats, you're like, what? That's absurd. But you know, right now, hey, maybe but not. right now also includes I mean, you know, much more than just numbers. Yeah. Uh, Rudy, do you have do you have an overrated player? Um, I know I brought up a lot before. I think I know I said earlier, and feel free to tell me this is an incorrect opinion. But I think Castellanos is just weird to me. And then I is Jordan Alvarez really that was he really that good this year? Yeah, he was the best rookie ever. So best hitting rookie ever. So why, if that's the case, then why is he there and then, like, a Tatis is 32 or, like, that doesn't seem consistent to me. Alonzo's 24. Like, um, I think the DH takes away from, even though Alonzo is not a good defender. Yeah, I think the so DH... I've always said that the DH this way and disagree with me. If, if, isn't it better to just be a hitter that adds no, that is not... Does, just does nothing on defense but be a great hitter than be a great hitter who's also a bad defender no like how does that make you a better yeah, player play but defense? then also like I, I mean it's, it's weighted by positional like positional value so you know it might like I, somebody who actually can't play that spot or like doesn't even yeah i don't know it, it's just the way it's weighted more than just like list, yeah but this list is like treats injuries like really strange or like give one single, example. or like I don't know Stanton next to Gallo. I feel like is, I mean, if someone's hurt for a whole, it just seems. And then, but Judge is sixteen. Like so, what? Like what makes that fifty diff? Like I don't, I don't really see what like the fifty ranking difference between that logic is. I mean, that's a good, but that's a good point. Stanton was as limited as he was last year. Didn't I mean Judge still put up okay numbers compared to Stanton, right? Stanton didn't put up any numbers last year, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, Judge is the better player, given health, I think, in both And then, cases. can I have one more? Yeah. Sorry, finish your thought. No, I've, I've, I'm just saying that, like, 50 spots in difference for three players who realistically could have very similar value in Gallo, yeah, Stanton, and Judge. That's what I'm trying is, to yeah, say. It's ridiculous, yeah. And, and then just lastly, I don't really understand the catcher linking, so feel free to, like enlighten me but how are 
first of all, I don't really understand how Contreras is above Gary Sanchez in the first place. But second of all, how are they like forty rankings behind Real Muto and Grandal? There's that just doesn't. You like, you can feel free to tell me I'm just wrong, but that seems really hard to believe that they're that dramatically better than those two. I mean, I think a fully healthy Sanchez was an arguably the best catcher in the league two years ago. Oh, Maybe. I can I can actually answer that. So one one of the things is that MLB Network loves Cubs players for some yes. reason. So that's one thing. Um, and two, just based on the the overall structure of this list, it looks like they started ranking some catchers and then they stopped ranking catchers for a while. And they were like, oh wait, we have two more catchers. Let's throw them in. Um, so that's the other part of that answer. So really, no good answer. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I, I mean the the, the thing with, with... Added Barber at eighty nine for some reason. I feel like then that's like the logic, right? Yeah, no, no, that that logic is actually different because yeah. they were like, who are the twins on this list? Okay, yes. we have Sano, yeah, Garver, and Blanco. Like Let's put them together. Row. Yeah. It's, it's great, right? I, no, it's not great. It's <laughs> I'm joking. Very infuriating. The more I look at it, I guess I get more confused. It's like taking like a calculus test. You tell us made for TV <laughs> with the way they group um, like some positions and some teams together. Yep. That's There's the, the White Sox just like right before that as well. So I can see the line that says, continuing on with our list, another White Sox, another twin. Yeah, and they always reveal them in bunches too, so they, yeah. It's, yeah, it's weird. Um, I'll go ahead yeah. and give I mean, my overrated. I, I, or well, I, I'll, I'll touch on the Ryomuto thing quickly. Is that Ryomuto, I, I think he's, I, I would argue he's the best catcher in the league just all around. He had, he The volume he catches is really mm-hmm. impressive. He catches like almost Yadier Molina amount of games. Um which you know does not a lot. Yeah, and yeah, and like he could he projects to be like an an eight eighty OPS hitter, which is like a legitimately yeah. valuable hitter, regardless of position. Fantastic defender, and it's rare for a catcher. Yeah, really good, really good. Yeah, uh, that that's the thing that takes catcher. away from from Sanchez is that he is not good defensively. Mm-hmm. I actually don't think Randall is even like one spot behind Real Muto. Like Randall is, yeah, is no. Real Muto is ahead of him by a considerable amount, I would say. So. Overrated player. The the first one that popped into my head was Whit Merrifield, just because like he's he's the hit star. Like he hits leadoff mm-hmm. and he gets just gets a bunch of hits, but he's not all that great of a hitter beyond just batting average. Like he just hits a lot of singles. He doesn't hit for any power. He he's not a good base dealer. He yeah, steals he, a lot of bases. Yeah, we talked about that. In the, in the he fantasy. gets caught stealing a lot. And that's, like, not adding a lot of base running value there. I mean, you know, decent athlete, like, plays plays a few different positions or can play different positions. And it's just, like, you know, a decently reliable guy, but, like, an 811 OPS hitter. Um, it's just, like, 15, you know, like, 15 or so homers and 20 steals. It's, like, why is he ranked 50? Like, why is he right next to Ozzy Albies, who is, like, a considerably better hitter? Or like, why is he ranked ahead of guys like I don't like pretty much look at any hitter the rest of the list basically, <laughs> and you're like, why is Whit Merrifield better than them? So that's one that popped out to me. Um, and let's just, let's each give one that we think is like undervalued, and then we'll we'll wrap up we'll wrap up there. Ray, you have one? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, how about Rudy? Do you have one? Oh, uh, I think I talked a lot about like. 
just general observations. I don't want to take up like extra time on it if because I don't think I like I, I didn't really play by your rules necessarily of what you were asking for in terms of overvalued. Or under, I kind of did both at the same time. This is what I'm trying. <laughs> How dare you break but, my rules? I mean, you guys, you guys said offline that Strasburg was is how he's 20th year, but he wasn't in their top 10 pitchers. But he's like the fifth pitcher on this. I yeah, think. Yeah, that, that, that's another huge that, thing with this list. That, that is it like, absolutely does not line up with their bizarre. top ten positional that, rankings. It, it, yeah, it makes no sense. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I put a guy Trey Turner seventy six seems low to me. I I feel that's like the injury thing again. I, I feel was like. I was just okay. looking up. I mean, <laughs> to steal your man crush, Trey Trey Turner being one above Corey Seager. I mean, I love Corey Seager. I think Corey Seager. Based on the numbers he had last year, I think 77 is fine. But I think, you know, just seeing him, I think he's a little underrated in terms of eye test and, like, how people think he's going to project. But, I mean, Trey, Trey Turner to me is at least, you know, hey, top, that's, top that's 75 the 20, player. That's the 2020 NL MVP you're talking about right there. So. Can I add one more observation just real quick and uh-huh. then we can move on or yeah. add yours? I think this, this 49 through 52 of – Jeff McNeil, Jose Ramirez, Nelson Cruz, Charlie Morin. I just think that's bizarre. Like, how could the like? When would you ever, in any other like any circumstance, just like think of those four players in like a group? Like, I know I'm like being arbitrary and grouping them, but like they're like I would never like. I don't think of those guys as all like. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, do you really think of those guys as all like? Oh, like those are great comparisons and values for their teams. Um, no, no, but I think they're all. I think they're all like really good players. I'm a huge Jeff McNeil fan. <laughs> So I think he, that's very appropriate for him. Jose Ramirez is a really good player who had a really down year, and then Cruz and Morton are just old but both beasts. So yeah. like, yeah, I don't think you really group them together, but they're yeah. all like Morton might be another underrated candidate. They're all pretty deserving of, of where they are at there. Um, an underrated play. I mean, you touched on Jordan Alvarez, who is like legitimately had the best rookie triple slash line ever, and. Like, it looks, he's just a beast of a human being, so you can see that being possible. Um, I think Charlie Blackman might be, apparently he's a horrendous defender, but like, yeah, no, his, his, his defensive up, stats have. He puts up monstrous numbers. numbers. Um, Carlos Santana's always underrated. Um, and then, I don't, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of, like, super underrated players here. It's just, like, the ordering of them is, like, pretty pretty bizarre in some cases. Um, like just this particular among like shortstops, um, not like middle tier. Like Javier Baez is so overrated, and then like you said, they love they love they Cubs. love their Cubs, man. I you know I don't know like really great player, way better real life player than like fantasy player, which is what I mostly rank in. Um, but then you got like Marcus Simeon is thirty, which is like I'm I'm impressed that they they ranked him that high, but like maybe even <laughs> a little underrated there. Just based on how he did, and you know, so they, they have Chris Bryant over Eugenio Suarez by one spot. Chris Bryant is could probably considerably better. I don't, I don't know. It's it's weird. There's a lot of like weird, you know, case by case things. Um, but overall, just strange list. I think Rudy hit on on all the like Max Munson, DJ LeMahieu are just next to each other because like, oh, these are like the two guys who play every position that like hit really well, but like Loki, no one respects them. I feel like that's like yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like a very yeah, like profile. You guys, you guys keep on saying this, and it's so true, and it's actually kind of blowing my mind. As I look at this list, it's like so clearly, 
it's like built for narrative. That's oh, really, 100%. Yes. Like, it's really interesting. Ted, I like, can see the lines being written based on some of the clusters. I will say, though, kind of, I was, I'm sorry I keep on interrupting. If you guys ever look at like ESPN's top 100 NBA rankings, they're, oh, they're way worse than this. They're like, they're like, on, they're actually like inexcusable. They're literally like 2K ratings. So <laughs> this is actually, I think it's dramatically better than the last time I looked at one of those rankings. Yeah, I, I think at least this one, they like make an effort to to incorporate advanced metrics because that's so much more of like a baseball thing and like baseball culture they you know they put them through the shredder and they give the, you know, their projections and all that so at least they're trying but i just don't buy it <laughs> i don't think they actually put this through the shredder that's that's all i'm saying i'm suspicious no obviously not because strasburg made this list and not the yeah. pitchers list <laughs> hey what are you gonna do um but yeah that's gonna wrap up our, our show for today thank you everybody for sticking around and listening to this point if you are still here uh go ahead and rate comment and subscribe to our podcast and you can check out this podcast and any other articles and older podcasts and fantasy rankings next week um at beat the shift baseball.com um that's that's the that's where everything is and then also um if you want to share your thoughts with us you can Follow us at Be the Shift BP on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and uh, connect with us there. So that is it for today. Thank you, everybody, one last time. As always, Rudy. Peace.